satisfaction. Hey, 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 and how high the, how is everybody today? Well, it started out really pretty, and then as I was coming in, the clouds got thicker and thicker and thicker, so I don't know. We must be having rain somewhere. But that's okay. I didn't believe the weatherman anymore because finally last night I said, that's it. I'm watered everything. So that's all I can do is I watered everything. I put the, I put everything out and, and such like that. And so we, we got it all done. So it was a happy, happy day. So now everybody, all my flowers and such like that are smiling because I was, was, I was waiting for that stupid rain and it didn't come. But one thing I did see today, uh, this week, twice, twice, I couldn't believe it. Ready for this, Carly? Yes. I didn't know I should put this on my bucket list, but I'm glad I saw it because then I put it on my bucket list and crossed it off. Okay. <laughs> what is it? You ready for this? Probably not. Okay. I'm looking at this flower. I'm like, man, that's the weirdest looking bee I've ever seen. Okay. You know, it's flitting and flattening. And, and, and I said, man, that's a weird bee. And I got a little bit closer and I got a little bit closer. It was a baby hummingbird. <gasps> what? A baby hummingbird. It was like this big. It was like... Honest to Pete, and you know, right away, I'm going to, where's my camera? You know, yeah, you're like, someone, quick. I know it. And then uh, yesterday, last night when I was watering, or yesterday afternoon, I was watering, and then um, I was, and all of a sudden, here comes this hummingbird, and it like, it's from me to maybe, you know, not even two feet, and just kind of at my eye length. Yeah. Or eye height, I mean. Yeah. Eye length. <laughs> no, I, I was following. Anyway, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. It just stopped there and just kind of looked at me, and it, you know, it's just hovering in air. That is the weirdest thing, is when you see this body just suspended in air. I know, because the wings go so, so fast yeah well anyway so then it just all of a sudden it just flitted away and yeah. then i turned around and i looked and on the flower not the same flowers as the other day but the, the, uh, there was a baby hummingbird can you think you know how little the hummingbirds are right, right. yeah okay can you imagine how big their eggs are i don't know I, I don't get that they, and they don't perch on trees right you know they, so I'm, i don't get how that all works but i'm wondering where where do they lay their eggs i don't know is In, there such thing as a hummingbird nest well they've got to i, I don't know that's something i've got to look one? into yes but uh, but honest to pete I, it was a I, I, it, i'm like that is the weirdest bee i've ever seen and then when i got that now the one last night i got really close to i say i probably got maybe not even two feet from and before it decided it so i got a really good look at it because i thought well maybe um i did have a couple a couple cocktails yeah <laughs> So I I wanted to make sure that it you know it just wasn't the cocktails talking right yeah so anyway uh, but yeah so it, it oh it was the coolest thing it really was and I wish I'd give I would have given anything to have you know video or uh, a picture where you could zoom it in and just really look look at it it was really cool so so that was my big thing this week that's exciting I got to see a baby hummingbird no otherwise, I want to see one <laughs> otherwise it was just mowing the grass <laughs> playing with the chickens playing with the cats answering phone calls. Classes, I graduated classes. So, but anyway, so uh, now coming up this coming Saturday, all right, uh, we got Spike at Elk River. Uh, I'm gonna be up there from 11 to 2, and then from noon to 1, I'm doing a mini pet nutrition class, and it's free, okay? From noon to 1, I'm doing a mini pet nutrition class, and uh, you don't have to sign up, just come, you know, come, come, come. But I'll be there in Elk River, Spikes from 11 to 2, but it's noon to one is when the free mini uh, pet nutrition classes. So come on out and I'll have handouts for you. And then there's also, of course, free samples of Nutrisource because this is brought to you by Nutrisource. All right. Uh, so let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, the cat festival. You can't forget about the cat festival that's coming up August 8th. That's next week, right? Yeah, next week. So don't, hopefully you got your tickets to uh, CH, uh, CHS Field. All right. And uh, otherwise, anything else on your side of the wall there, ma'am? No, I mean, you guys already heard my 
yep. morning. Yeah, so. your morning. Yep. We got, was, but you know, at least you know you're on, you're on the on Earth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a little stressful, but I'm here, and good, you know, that's a good thing. At least and, the show's happening, so we're good. And it's the last Sunday of the month, so we have Dr. Jessica Levy here. So uh, if you got any vet questions, please call them in. Okay, please call in any vet questions. You can call at six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, is in the house, and then also my girlfriend Anne. She stopped in. She must have been bored out of her gourd. She decided to want to come in with me today. So she's in listening into the studio. So, uh, so yeah, please call in your questions. Now, you had something come up, Carly, right? Yes, I did. Okay. Fire it. Okay. So I wanted us to discuss um, kind of behavior when you're going to a gathering. Do you bring your dog even if the host says no? <laughs> and do you bring your dog without even telling someone that you're bringing your dog? You have that's a million dollar question because <laughs> you know what that is uh, the thing is is if you have a dog and you're going over to somebody else's house, you always always ask first, "May I bring my dog?" Right. Okay, and if they say no, you honor that. You don't ever show up and don't show up and say, "Well, I'm going to leave the dog in the car" because then everybody's going to be, you know, "No, no, 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 you can't have him in the car, especially you know when it's hot right. out, you can't yeah. do that." Well, I'm going to go on and I'll let him out. No, no, no. When you say you're going to somebody's house you leave that dog at home i'm sorry end of story da da all right then you've got people that's you know do bring them then personally if they if you know they came to my place and i i, I specifically said no dogs yeah i well i'm bracing enough to do this i'd say i'm sorry i said no dogs and so you can either take them home or you're welcome to come back but i said no dogs what do you do and if so, they're from out of town well like they're from milwaukee mm-hmm, they'll milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing is, is that then, you, you know, what, uh, personally, when I said no dogs, then hopefully they either know somebody that maybe they can drop the dog off to babysit or somebody, yeah. if there's two people, one staying, uh, you know, with the dog, yeah. one person comes to the party, that's a choice that they've got to make, okay? And then also, too, the proper, proper etiquette is, like, oh, let's say you're coming over and you have a dog and I have my dogs, right? Right. So before you get out of the car, your dog is on a leash, Yes. And then my dogs are on a leash because you don't want that clash when they open the door and all of a sudden, wah, because right away, the dog, the existing dog, you know, that's his territory. Yes. If they, they get rushed, a fight will ensue because they haven't had a chance to find out who are you friend or foe or whatever. Right. So anytime that you're going over to a house and everybody's bringing dogs, even if they know each other, that doesn't make any difference. You know, you put everybody's on leashes, all the dogs, not the humans. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So everybody's on the, on the, all the dogs are on leashes so that you have control of the situation and everybody can get reacquainted and you know, Oh, Oh, I remember you. Oh, I remember you. And then as everybody's, you know, for a half hour to an hour, everybody just hangs out and then slowly you start, let the dogs go and play. But the the huge thing is, is if it says no dog, sorry, that's just the way it is. And like I said, if you're out from out of town and there's two people, Okay, uh, that, like I said, you've got, please, people, don't be rude. Because <laughs> there's a lot of people, too, at a gathering that are either scared of dogs, allergic to dogs, uh, and then just have no tolerance, or, you know, scared of dogs. That they don't want, you don't want them to feel outcast. And that's just the bottom line. And so the, the people that have the pets, and if you have them for, what is it, you know, for, uh, what word am I looking for? Like the service. emotional support, yeah, yeah emotion, service dogs, uh, emotional support dogs, and such like that. Well, then, like I said, uh, that when the host says no dogs, even I mean, there's a reason. Either their dog, they have dogs that are not friendly, and they don't want to have to deal with it, or that somebody is allergic to it, and that's just the way it is. And so, and when you get an emotional support dog. We were talking about this behind the scenes. I don't even want to get on the soapbox in that one. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to make a quick note is that so many people are pinning their life on the support of an animal 
whether it be a duck, a chicken, a dog, a cat, I don't care. But the thing that that helps them calm themselves down or, you know, steadies them, you know, that's all fine and dandy. And I'm glad you found that. But you know what? You need coping skills. You need to learn coping skills because in life coping skills, because that animal is not going to be with you. And I mean, if you can't deal with life without that animal, how are you going to deal with that if that animal dies? And so that's why it's so important that, you know, when you got uh, what wonderful, whatever you got for emotional support, but you'd best be getting help to learn coping skills with life because of that animal. You know, if we were talking earlier, if you had a teddy bear or a blankie, you know, uh, maybe they might get lost, but they're not going to die on you. <laughs> and so the thing is, is that the emotional, the you know, like me, every time I've lost a horse, a dog, a cat, it's almost like the first time I ever lost it. It knocks me to my knees. And I, <laughs> I don't, classify that I needed emotional support animals, you know, I'm supposed to be the sane one. But anyway, and so if you need that for emotional support and you lose that animal and you haven't learned coping skills with life, I don't understand. You're going to tank. And so I don't know. I, I have a hard time That's uh, that we just need more coping skills in this world. You know, not emotional support animals. We need more coping skills and, and get, you know, get it all worked out that way. And where you find these, I have no idea. You know, uh, it, it just is what it is. So. Okay. All right. If you got questions for Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet, uh, please call them in 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And, oh, let's see. Whatever. Ah, I don't know what to grab first. Okay. Speaking of bees, how much nectar do the does a bee need to uh, collect to make one tablespoon of honey? How much, how much nectar do they need to cut for one tablespoon of honey? We'll be back. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Katie K9 show. I greatly appreciate it. All right, I'm here every Sunday, 4 to 6, answering your canine questions. So today we got uh, a very special guest. We got the holistic vet, Dr. Levy. But first of all, bees must collect the nectar, nectar from how many flowers to make one tablespoon of honey? How many flowers do you think they have to, uh, uh, Carly, how many flowers? I want to say um, like seven. Okay. Okay, did you want to answer it, Ann, or not? Okay, uh, Dr. Jess. Seven. Is that turn you got to oh, yeah, t- Seven, I'm going to say like a hundred. Okay. I don't know. Okay. You ready for this? What? 2,000 flowers to make one tablespoon wow. of honey. I was way off. 2,000. Well, I win according to the prices, right? Yes, yeah. you do, Dr. Jess. <laughs> you did, yeah, you didn't, you didn't go over. You didn't go over. Yeah, you didn't go over. You get, so. to, you get to bid on the next wow. prize. You talk about yeah, talk about busy bees. Holy moly. I know. I never in a million years would have dreamed it was 2,000 flowers to make one tablespoon of honey. I, I wouldn't have either, obviously. I appreciate honey a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, oh, well, that's what it is. Okay, let's head for our first call. Okay, sounds good. We have Aaron on the line, and Aaron has a question about an anal gland in a dog that burst. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. What kind of dog do you got? He's a Yorkie Poodle. And how old? Um, He's about two and a half years old. Okay, so what happened? So I just came home from work one day, and I noticed that he was bleeding from his butt, and I kind of looked around before I took him, you know, in, and nothing was really going on. I thought that he might have had uh, some worms, so I was giving him worm stuff. So he was scooting a little bit, but I didn't think that it was an anal gland issue. And when I took them in, they said that his anal gland ruptured. 
Okay, first, let me quick say something before we throw Dr. Jess at this one. Number one, if you suspect worms, never, ever worm your dog. Never. You find out what he's got before you start putting any poisons into their system, okay? Okay. And then also, too, if a dog drags his butt, that doesn't mean he has worms. That's an old wives' tale. And When they drag their butt, that means anal sac problems. They're itchy, and they're trying to... You know what I mean? Try, they're itch. <laughs> yes. We call them anal glands for a reason, because if you say the other word, yeah. people think you're saying something Yeah, else. you know what? Hey, so anal let's glands. just stick with the glands. Okay, anal glands. Yes. There we go. Okay. Yes. Okay, Dr. Jess, you're on. Um, so, so then what was the treatment that you got? Um, they actually went in and poked a hole to release the rest of it, and then they gave us some pain medicine and some antibiotics and they said that it would fix itself. Uh-huh. And then they suggested that I continue, like I did a follow-up and they said everything was good, but I was looking online and I wasn't sure if I was having them release too much because when he goes to the groomer, they release those there. Right. So I was wondering if they're being released too much and that's why it ruptured or they're not being released enough. Um, so, and how often does your dog go to the groomer? Um, about once every four to five months. Okay. And does the groomer, like, say something about it? Like, they were full or whatever? No, I've never really followed up about it. Okay. So, um, you know, if the, if the anal glands are filling up, then it's helpful to have them expressed because the only human equivalent that I can think of is hemorrhoids. <laughs> right? And... You may not be aware of this, but even a little hemorrhoid will kind of ruin your day. Yes. So okay. so sometimes people say to me, you know, oh, but if the anal glands weren't that full, may, you know, that shouldn't bother him so much. It's like, well, you know what? I'm not going to tell you how much your hemorrhoids should or should not right. bother you. Hemorrhoids <laughs> suck. That's the bottom line. Yeah. So, but the anal glands are actually, you know, they're part of the gastrointestinal system. And uh, they reflect the health of the intestines. And so if your dog has anal glands that are continually, like they're full every time he goes to the groomer, or if here, here it's filled up so much that it ruptured. Or if he's dragging his butt a lot. Or if he's scooting his butt. That tells you that you need to attend to your dog's gastrointestinal tract. So you need to fix his diet and probably put him on some basic supplements. Okay, I'll, so, I'll, so I'll ask this it. Will, I'll ask it. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, so, ask, let me ask it. Come on. Okay, I'm not there yet. Okay. But, but, the, but the idea is that this will not be a problem in the future. It should be that there is nothing for the groomer to express when okay. you take your dog in to be groomed. So basically, the anal glands should express themselves every single time your dog poops. And that is why dogs are constantly sniffing each other's butts and sniffing each other's poo. Because the those glands produce a scented secretion that is full of pheromones. Right. And it gives each dog their individual scent. Right. And so they're not just sniffing each other's butts because they're dogs and they love gross things. Right. It's because they're kind of learning. <laughs> who are, how who old they? are you? What's your shoe size? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Boxers or briefs. That there kind you of go. Thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So, so that is kind of the, the story of anal glands. Okay, Katie, go. What do you feed your dog? Um, I feed him ProPlan. Okay. Okay, good. Now stop doing that. <laughs> stop doing that? Yeah. yeah, stop doing that. And, you know, go go get your dog. How old is your dog? You said it's a young dog? Two and a half. Yeah. 
So you want your dog to live a long time? Go get it some real food and feed it real food instead of processed stuff in a bag. Because see, for my little guys, you know, my three-pounder toy poodle and my Yorkie Care Interior 10-pounder, okay, they don't get any processed. Well, they get Sojo's... dehydrated but otherwise they get freeze-dried or they get raw you know formulated raw out of the freezer and brought to room temperature put in my supplements all right because when you got a small dog it doesn't cost that much to do but uh, but the big thing is is rotation you know where you can't just feed the beef recipe or a turkey recipe all the time you know you got to change that up my dogs this morning got duck and tonight they'll get lamb you know what i mean tomorrow morning they might get some i don't feed chicken that often because most dogs have been chickenized to death and so that's what a lot of a lot of them build allergies to is to the chicken, all right? So, but that's the thing is that you need to, and you got to do it slowly if he's been on that food for any length of time. Have you ever rotated your dog's diet? Um, I mean, I rotate different types of the pro plan, but no, I've never well, rotated. Good. Well, good. Uh, that, that's a good start, right? Because that'll make it easier for you. So then basically yeah. you just need to think about introducing some, uh, whether it's dehydrated, freeze-dried, or raw frozen food into your dog's diet, and then eventually kind of get rid of the dry food Yeah, and okay. switch over to a more real food diet. At the same okay. time, you know, in the in the meantime, since your dog has just been on an antibiotic, Go get yourself a probiotic, and there are ones that are made for dogs. There's ones that are made for people. It really doesn't matter. You need one that has billions of bacteria per dose, and then you don't dose according to the size of your dog because even your little dog needs billions of bacteria going into their bodies every single day. So for something like this, I would give a dose, a capsule of probiotic, Uh, With every single meal, so if you feed twice a day, you're going to give a probiotic twice a day. Because of having been on antibiotics, you really need to put in some effort to restore your dog's immune system, and that's what the probiotics help with. And then uh, if you're still feeding dry, food dry, well, you can mix a probiotic in with a little bit of plain yogurt or a little bit of canned pumpkin, you know, to get them. Yeah, or cottage cheese or Or something. Or cottage cheese, yep, yep, yep. Or leftovers. Yep. So that's the whole thing. By cha- you know, by doing probiotic, digestive enzymes, whole food supplements. There's so much that you can do for this this kiddo, and then the, those anal sacs will not. This won't. That won't oh, happen. you said it again. Don't I do did that. it again. Anal glands. Anal glands. Anal glands. Yeah. And so go, glands. Glands. <laughs> right. So go go read the book Natural Nutrition for Dogs and Cats. It's a very okay. it's a very short book with big print. Natural Nutrition for Dogs and Cats by a woman named Kimothy Schultz. K y m y t h y Schultz with a T-Z-E. Okay. So it's all, it's all about learning um, what you want to do. Because you've got to remember, vets don't know anything about good nutrition, and neither do well, people. some of us do. Well, well yeah. And we're lucky to have that one in studio. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you the, so much. But the big thing is, is that, you know, our people doctors, they don't know anything about good nutrition either. You know, they want to diagnose and prescribe. And so that's why when it's broke, you got you, we are what we eat. And the supplements, and we all need supplements, no matter how good a diet that we are eating. There's still, you know, uh, the, so, the soils have changed, everything. So we, we you know, got to do the best that we can. And so that's why, um, do you vaccinate every year? Yeah. Or every yeah. year or every? Well, every just, year. just yeah, stop doing that. Okay. Stop going in and getting it vaccinated. <laughs> uh, you should get a physical exam, but yes, it's time to stop vaccinating your dog. Stop okay. Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, and I know you just kind of, the, I, the jaw just fell to the floor. So uh, yeah. do, uh, do you have, uh, you want to go access, you can go to uh, dogsnaturallymagazine.com. 
and then healthypets.mercola.com and just put in vaccinations, put in allergies, put in anal glands. Thank you. <laughs> but, but also stoptheshots.com is a really yes, good website. Stop the, yep, stoptheshots.com, Dr. Or Dr. Uh, Clifton. Uh, but anyway, so there's a lot of learning you've got to do to keep this, yeah. little per, this little guy healthy, okay? Absolutely. Thank you, guys. You bet. Take care. Have a grand day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. How long does it take a lobster, how many years uh, does it take a lobster to be one pound? How many years does it take a lobster to be one pound? We'll be right back. That would be me, Katie K9, keeping that song alive and well for 15 years. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, it takes a lo- lobster approximately how many years to grow one pound? What do you think, Carly? Uh, okay. I'm going to say 25 years. <laughs> five. You say five? Yeah. What do you think, Annie? Got any guess? I guess, Annie. What? You, what? Nine? Okay. Ann says nine. You say 25. And you said five. <laughs> okay. It takes a lobster approximately seven years to grow one pound, to be oh. one pound. Seven years to be one pound. Now, I love lobster. I do, too. And now, I can't do it. That Why? It takes them too long to get to, for me to eat them that I feel sad. Oh. <laughs> you feel sad? It, it took seven years to become somebody, and then, and, and then there it goes. Well. So anyway. Okay. I used to like lobster, but not anymore. So. I still like it, so I'll eat it for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got a question, folks? Give a holler. Remember, we got holistic vet, Doctor uh, Doctor Holistic. Vet. We have Doctor Holistic Vet. <laughs> yeah, we got we got Doctor Jess. I'm going to call you that Holistic. from now on, Doctor Jess. Should I wear a name tag? Yeah, yeah. Or something? Can you Maybe. do that. <laughs> but anyway, so give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who's next up? We have Michelle on the line, and she has a question about vaccines and cats and dogs. Alrighty then, hit it. Yeah, hello. Hi, Michelle. You, you touched on this earlier, and I heard you mention um, go to stoptheshots.com. Correct. And I just, I don't have um, much information or education on vaccines at all, uh-huh. but so can you give me the primer? Uh, well, it's primer. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of a touchy subject. <laughs> and so that's why we got to be, it's kind of tread cap. That's why I'd rather have you give, you have to empower yourself so you can make decisions that you want to, that you're comfortable with. And that's why by going to stoptheshots.com, going to nat, dogsnaturallymagazine.com, uh, going to, uh, healthypets.mercola.com. And then just enter vaccines for dogs or vaccines for cats or puppies. And, and then you got to read and then you've got to be comfortable, whatever decision. I personally, from 14 years of, uh, no understanding how vaccinations work, I, I'm a huge believer that shots are good for the life of the pet, that they don't need to be. Well, now they changed in 2011, they changed it to, from annual shots to, Every shots are good for three years, which is amazes me with this is for the fact that they didn't do any tests or anything. Somebody on the whatever just said, okay, shots are good for three years, you know. And so now if you go to um, uh, rabieschallengefund.org, rabieschallengefund.org, they've been keeping a group of dogs, you know, uh, alive. And what they do is every year they run rabies past them. And I think they're up to eight years now that the rabies is good for, whereas 
You know what I mean? It's they run them past all the dog group of dogs and everybody's, you know, eh, nobody got sick. And so that's why, like I said, understanding vaccines, you know, basically vaccines are fear driven. People don't want to get sick, just like with the um, what do you call it, the uh, flu shot. Yeah. I will never get a flu shot in my whole life. I understand what uh, what vaccines are. You're, the best thing that you can do is keep your immune system healthy. And so then, and that's the same thing with your dogs. You feed them and cats. You feed them a better diet. You got good supplements and such like that. Dr. Jesse, do you want to chime in on this one? Yeah, I mean, usually with vaccines, you know, everybody needs to decide as a pet owner what you want to do. But you should be aware that vaccines do have real life implications. And so uh, the FDA, for example, classifies vaccines as unavoidably unsafe. Okay. Um, and they're they're not tested in the same way that drugs are. So there's no clinical trials or anything like that because vaccines are not drugs. They are biological agents. Okay. So it's like a whole different ball of wax yeah. when it comes to vaccines. The other thing is that, um, you know, the, the vaccine manufacturers, at least for humans, uh, the government has absolved them of all liability. Mm-hmm. And so if something bad happens after you get vaccinated, you cannot sue a vaccine manufacturer. That's something. And like, you know, what, what other industry has that yeah. gift given to them by the government? That's why the world, so, is, the world is run by pharmaceutical companies and insurance companies. Exactly. <laughs> so the whole thing is just a little bit iffy that, you know, you know, makes you kind of want to question these things. And, um, you know, vaccine reactions are real and it's helpful to be aware in advance of what you're getting into. But, you know, that same thing is true of any drug. Yes. And so... If uh, if a medication is prescribed, whether it's for yourself or for your pet, you owe it to yourself and to them to get online and Google the side effects. Yep. Yep. So because there's side effects to everything. And so that's what, you know, the side effect to drinking water that you think is sparkling water. And it's not, you know what I mean? But anyway, but yeah, so that's the whole thing is, is that the purpose of this is to open, get people to read, to uh, open their minds and make decisions that they're comfortable with. Uh, there's another good book out there. It's called Dissolving Illusions. Uh, that's uh, a huge, uh, there's another one too. Uh, what is, I can't even think of that one. Shock, one? To, shock, not shock to the system. That was a good one too. Shock to the system. What's the other one that there's dissolving illusions and there's another one vaccine. Va- there's one called vaccine nation. Yes. Vaccine nation. That was, I it. love that book. Yeah. Andreas vac- Moritz. Vaccine nation. That one is another good one. And that really, when you get into it, you're going to be shaking your head. You really, really are. And so, you know, the thing is, when vaccines came into existence, what you got to remember is that back then we didn't have the refrigeration that we got now and the way things are kept and such like, you know what I mean, grown. We didn't have that. And so, and just through natural antibodies, you know, from mom having kids and then kids having kids and, you know, I mean, and same with dogs having dogs and puppies, you know, so, so there's so much and you can, you can get overwhelmed. You really can. And you can. Right, and it's kind of a different conversation between people who have, People who are wondering what to do with their puppy and kitten mm-hmm. versus people who are wondering what what about their older dog. Yeah. If your pet has had vaccines in the past for distemper, hepatitis, parvovirus, and rabies, they do not need to be boosted. So those vaccines do not need to be repeated. But see, they're good. You have to read. You know, and and you're, yeah. you're going to say, "Well, why do the vets then?" And that's a whole different ballgame. That's what I mean. It's it's a it's a minefield out there. Is yeah, what that, it is. Yeah, that's called marketing. It's an extremely yeah. successful <laughs> marketing campaign. Yeah. So that's why you've got to you know you've got to take the time to understand, learn, and make your own decisions that you're comfortable with. Okay. Okay, thank you. You betcha. Bye-bye. I think we totally blew her marbles. <laughs> well, it, it is. I mean, it, it's hard to give a straight-up answer, and people ask me all the time, you know, well, if you were going to get a puppy or a kitten, what would you do? And right. it's like, I, I, I'm i sitting on an office full of homeopathic remedies, and so, uh-huh. and, you know, and I, 
I know how to build a good immune system. Right. I know that any animal that comes to my house is going to be fed raw and it's going to get supplements. And so, you know, but I'm also comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. So everybody has to kind of find their own comfort level. So I have clients who don't vaccinate at all. I have clients who will only do the rabies vaccine. And I have clients who feel more comfortable going through the series of puppy or kittenhood shots. Mm -hmm. And I don't fault any of them for their decisions as long as, you know, you're making the decision and you're comfortable with it. Yep. That's what it's it, all about. Yep. And, and so that's why you, you do. You have to educate yourself and then make the decisions that you're comfortable with. You know, and I get, I, people ask me, well, if it was your puppy, what would you do? And as, <laughs> as little as possible, the only one that's required by law is rabies. Everything else is ones that you can decide. Mm-hmm. And to, personally, I would like to just have do distemper, hepatitis, and parvo. And then rabies down the line, you know, when the dog is a little bit older and the cat is older, when their immune system is up and going better. So, but yeah, yeah. so that's what I mean is that it's, it's a craft fat. And there's shots, for, you know, there's the Lyme shot, the new leptosporosis shot, uh, what are, uh, the canine flu. You know, there's all this stuff out there. And it's just like, people stop. You know, our animals, our pets, our dogs are becoming pin cushions. And so, right, right. But part of it too is that I think people have such fear and anxiety yes. because we want to make sure we're doing the right thing and we don't want our pets to get sick because we failed them in some way or didn't do something that could have you know preserved their health and so it it, i recognize it is a tough decision to Mm -hmm. make and that's why you know i i just try to give people the education rather than telling people what right. to do because i feel like you know what everybody else and his brother is happy to tell you what to do oh yeah that's it yeah <laughs> there you go and, and that's that that's the truth and so that's why like i said you got to empower yourself make decisions you're comfortable with and go from there and all my dogs have been you know like two years old or whatever you know i've been through the system so they've had every shot known to man and so once they hit my doorstep i'm very comfortable that shots are good for the life of the dog and so, and the rabies are the only one, and that's three years, you know, every three years. And you can do tighter testing on that too. But like I said, it's, it's a, it's a can of worms. So you've got to open it and decide how far deep you want to go in there and take a look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but anyway. Okay. Hey, open line 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Who's up to back there, kiddo? Okay. We have Doug on the line and Doug has a question about, um, what type of well, he wants a dog and so he just has a few questions about that all right yeah. then hey doug how you doing hey katie i just want to say i love your show well thank you i've been a listener for a long long time um, my wife and i uh we have had cats in the past um unfortunately they both have passed away um. and we are empty nesters um oh. and we have for a long long time wanted to get a dog and after looking at all different kinds of dogs that we thought we'd like, there's a lot of uh, um, problem with leaving them alone for long periods of time. Uh-huh. And my wife and I both work full time, and I'm wondering if we should just not entertain the thought of getting a dog right now, or if there's a certain kind of dog that's real tolerant to being left alone for periods of time. So what's or, your definition of periods of time? Are you gone for eight hours, ten hours, what? Um, Probably eight hours. Okay. Uh, there are yeah. yeah, there are some dogs that can, it, it has to do with the personality of the dog, all right? And, you know, breeds have tendency, herding dogs herd, retrievers retrieve, okay? And so, um, uh, personally, you know, if you're asking this question, you know, kind of down deep that, you know, probably you are a little bit too busy for that right now, that, you know, maybe a cat is better because they're better at being left by themselves. Uh, otherwise, you can, you know, if you're feeling the yearning for a dog, you can always 
uh, do some uh, volunteer work at a lot of the rescue groups. They're always happy, you know, fostering where you could foster a dog. And uh, mm-hmm. but there again, they you know they have an eight hour person gone for eight hours. That's that's not all that good either. But you could be an intern where maybe it's an overnighter or a, you know a weekend one or something like that. You know where you're not going to have them for any length of time, but they just need pit stops once in a while. You know, okay. so that's a thought. But yeah, because personally, you know, eight hour, and then you're tired when you get home from that eight hour day. And then all you know, now you got a dog that's been saving his energy. You walk through the door and it's like, hello. <laughs> right. and, and you're like, come on, let's go. And you're like, oh man, I just need to put my feet up. I need a cocktail. You know, so, yep. the, so that's why I'm not, you know, if, if you, somebody's home in four hours, that's doable. All right. But an eight hour, then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, nine hour and then 10 hour and traffic, you know, sucked. <laughs> right, right. No. Nope. You know, so that, you. yeah. So I think there's different avenues for you. Uh, but uh, uh, if you want to hold on a sec, we've got to run to break. And so if you want to hold on, we can talk a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Okay, sure. hold on. All right, what are we up? How uh, dolph- dolphin's hearing is so acute it can pick up it pick it can pick it up underwater from how many miles away? Okay, of sound. How many miles away can a dolphin pick up something? We'll be you know, not hearing wise. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi there, hi there. Thank you for sharing your afternoon with me, Katie Keenine and Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Say Dr. Levy, how can they get a hold of you? Oh, <laughs> by making me pay attention. Yeah. Um, through my website at holistic-vet-care.com. All right. All right. And so, yeah, she does most of it uh, through her emails and her website. So please check that out. She's got a good website. So. And if you can't remember that, you can go to the MyTalk website and it's always up there. Yes, you can. And a, thank you, uh, Carly. And then also to folks that do, that do podcasts, you can go to MyTalk1071.com uh, and all the shows are podcast. And then in in July here, the more you listen, the higher chance you get of winning $107. We're doing that to the end of July. And so, yeah, so if you go to MyTalk1071.com and you can learn all about it, how you can win $107 uh, by simply po- listening to the shows on podcast. And I'm just so happy that you know, I Katie Canine is on the podcast, so you can I can go wherever you're going, and also the uh, on my show page there's uh, links to Nutrisource, to Wapiti Labs, Pet Cremation Services of Minnesota, Northwest Wisconsin Veterinary, Low Cost Beta Neuter and Neuter, and um just all just great care. But they, since they're not in the city, they're cheaper. The, the vets you find the further they are away from the city, you know the the more reasonable they are. Okay, and that's just the way it is. It doesn't mean their services are cheap. No, it's just a question. They they live in Amy, Wisconsin. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, so there's links to all that if you go to my show page, the KDK9 show page. Okay, all right, okay. We're talking to Doug. We got let's finish up with Doug. There you go. Yeah, Doug, are you with us? I am. With all you. right, there you go. And so yeah, so uh, what you're looking for because there are some dogs that are obviously more low energy that don't need. To, but you're gonna laugh at this one, like greyhounds. Everybody, you know, they run for a living, but they're the biggest giant potatoes you've ever seen. <laughs> Same <laughs> yeah. with a Great Dane. Great Danes, yeah. you know. But anything a dog under two years old still has the puppy mush brain, and so that's another okay. thing that you might want to think about if you truly, truly want to get one. Other than maybe helping out the rescues, is uh, get the older ones. There's a lot of older ones out there that uh, top dog. Foundation takes a lot of older dogs in, and so where you know you're not going to have them for any length of time, you know. But there's no guarantees. You could get a puppy, and it could be dead at two two years. You know what I mean? Just because you get yeah. an older dog, let's say at eight, you could have them two years. You could have them, you know, you know, seven years. You, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know, and so that's why it's just you've just got to sit down and be honest. Your lifestyle, you know. I mean, if you would you. 
if you were the dog, make you be the dog. <laughs> if you were the dog, right. okay, uh, what would your life be if they lived with you? Okay. Right. And so, yeah, so just be truthful. That's the biggest thing is it, uh, because like I said, a lot of the dog problems, you know, behavior problems come from people being too busy and the dog right. is just hanging out. And then all of a sudden they're eating the woodwork, the sheetrock, the, you know, yeah. the, and, and it's yeah. just out of boredom is what it is. And so, whereas yeah. if you got a house that's got some, you know, people coming and going where the dog isn't left for any length of time, those dogs do better. And then you can say doggy daycare. And, uh, well, the thing is, is that then the dog becomes more dog and become more pushy with their humans. And then they'd also learn how to play really overdrive, and that's not good either. So, right. so you just got to weigh it out. And uh, like I said, you can get an older one that's, you know, a, a lower maintenance. As far as there again, you're looking for the personality. You're just an easygoing. Now, are you guys runners, campers, bookworms? What are you? Uh, well, we're walkers. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay. No, it would be, yeah, I think it would be fun to have a dog, you know, to keep us walking and keep us, you know, more active. Right. Um, but I think you've answered it. I think that um, maybe in a few years when we are able to slow down, our life slows down, maybe uh, I'll call you back and find out the dog we're looking at. If it's there you worth, go. You well, know. like I said, you can always get your dog fixed. There's a lot of rescue groups that need people to just take the dogs for a while. You can go to any humane society like Northwoods Humane Society, you know, up yep. in uh, Forest Lake. Uh, there's so many the rescue places, Afton and that, where you could just take the dogs for a walk. You know, that's uh, right. and Northwoods got a really nice place to walk. They got a little woods there, there that you get to go walking in. And so then you that's can kind of get, idea. yeah, then you can get your dog fixed, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it's be like, yeah, I need to take this one home. <laughs> but we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you so much. You bet, Doug. Splendid rest of your day. Thank you so much. You too. Back at you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, the folks, you, and also too, you don't get a dog for a dog. Well, I'm working all these hours, so I'm going to get a dog so my dog isn't by themselves. Well, now you're putting two dogs by themselves. And what happens if those two dogs don't get like each other? Now you got a really crap fest. So, you know, people, you got to stop and think and don't be greedy. I always applaud people that really, really want a dog, but realize right right now their vice, their life is too you know, busy that they, they can't do the dog justice. And so, so I, I always applaud, you know, that. So anyway, okay, well, let's see. We got Lori. We got Lori coming up? Yes, we do. Okay. So we'll pull her up. Okay, so Here's- what's going on? Hi, Lori. Hey, hey, Lori, how you doing? This is Katie. Are you there, Lori? Hello? Yeah, I am. Oh, Hi, there you Katie. are. Yay, there you go. <laughs> okay. So what's up? So I guess I just wanted to um, convey a perspective of someone who had um, or has a dog that made it through um, contracting leptospirosis. Okay. So, little dog, 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I don't have a fence around my yard. He, um, we, we go out for walks. He's on the leash. That's mm-hmm. how he goes to the bathroom. Okay. I have a life, wildlife preserve probably, I want to say, um, five or six blocks from me. Okay. We take walks. And um, my puppy contracted lepto between um, probably about three years old, not quite three. How old is he now? So, pardon me? How old is is he now? He is going to be five in October. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've I've gone through, I'll say, a a lot of um, vet appointments. He was in at the ICU at the U of M for four days with a feeding tube. I mean, he... We just about lost him. All right. And I guess the concern that I have is that I would never have thought 
in a million years that my dog would have contracted lepto because yeah. he's not a hunting dog. Right. So um, I have been very diligent since in getting him lepto vaccines, okay. and I have also ensured that I, you know, every six months he goes through full blood work to ensure that his kidneys hasn't, haven't been impacted. Good. So Good. I guess from a holistic standpoint, what is your um, recommendation then for a little 10-pound Yorkie Bichon that um, would well, I'm glad he pulled. have... I'm glad he pulled out of the lepto. Now, do you get an annual one uh, lepto every every year or every three years? Um, every year okay. is what my um, okay. vet has recommended. Hey, okay. Dr. Jess? Yeah, but the lepto is a bacterial vaccine, and so the bacterial vaccines are typically given. Those oh. are the ones that are given every year. Oh, Lept, I see. Okay. Lepto, Lyme, and then the kennel cough is sometimes okay. every six months okay. people are giving it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, everybody has their considerations when it comes to vaccines. Right. Absolutely. So I'm not saying that these diseases are not threats, but um, you have well, they're to. They're also becoming more prevalent, too. So I know that um, when my dog ended up contracting it, at the same point, there was kind of an onslaught where there were a lot of vets in um, down in the Twin Cities area that were indicating that they were... Um, you know, treating dogs with lepto. So I think that there's more opportunities for more cases to become more prevalent as well. So I just wanted to mention that because um, I yeah, really it, have a soft spot in my heart for my dog, and I'm oh, sure yeah. pretty much all other dog owners feel the same way. Right, and, and see, there's a flip side. Yep, the flip side of the coin too is in a way is dogs that have had bad reactions to you know you know what I mean it's it, you know mm-hmm. it's it's a fifty uh, fifty you know it's a basket of this and a basket of that and so you yep. got to do what you're comfortable with and I'm so glad that your pupper made it through you, yeah you know, I am too so that is that fantastic well I appreciate your call there Lori you take care and th- thanks for your input okay. 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 Thanks. You Bye. bet. Take care. And, and you know she's so right. You know it's all you got to learn and uh, and understand. All right. Just a minute here. What do you call a cat that likes to put what What do cats like to put their milk? What do cats like to put their milk? We'll be back.